0: Welcome along to episode 735 of The Millbar. Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we chat with Ted Lasso and Downton star Jeremy Swift all about his music work. We'll be having an chat with the team behind the ladies' night coming to the city of Wolverhampton very soon. Lisa Snowden's along to talk about self-care time. Lydia Mark let us know about The Ghosts of Beirut, a four-part miniseries she's starring in on Paramount+. And Professor Sam Wass will be along as we have a chat all about getting out and about and the games you can play in the car, I suppose by being a particular favourite of his, I feel. That's all on the way on the show this week.
1: Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Uh, welcome to the milk bar. Uh, Following the
0: release in May on Paramount of Ghosts of Berlin, there's going to be a much talk continuing throughout the rest of the year about this series. Somebody who can talk more about it now than they could have done earlier on this year is Lydia Mark, who joins me now. Hello.
2: Hello. How are you doing, Jason? I'm
0: good. How are you?
2: Good. Thank you. Very well.
0: Now, we've seen some amazing series on Paramount of Late, and this is another of those amazing shows. Give us a bit of the detail on your part in all of this.
2: Yeah, so Ghosts of Beirut is an espionage thriller, and it is a 25-year-old manhunt for Imad Mugnyeh, who was a leader rising up in Hezbollah, He was creating Hezbollah at the time. And my role is um, a young CIA targeter called Susan. And she, like many of the other operatives, become obsessed with finding out who this guy is. And from there, all of the twists and turns take place.
0: And when you are telling a story which is based in truth, uh, it does make it uh, a more interesting one when you approach those characters. And I'm sure that's something that you found.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's always really interesting when you're playing a character who may have existed or if you're playing off of true events. I think there's always a responsibility to tell the story. But I think at the same time, you always want to entertain as well. And you're essentially crafting a character within this potentially real world. So I think when I started uh, prepping for it, um, I did a lot of research into um, the Middle East and the um, the conflict that was going on there. And a lot of research into how all of these um um, events started taking place that led up to where our story starts. And it was really great to hear from uh, real CIA operatives about how they were going through the process of tracking this guy down. So it's definitely very interesting to be in the mind of uh, people who were working on this case at the time.
0: Yeah, because you're going back to a time when there were hostages being taken, and uh, that is something which, which sticks in my memory. Uh, again, it's before you were born uh, much of this, so uh, you know that that's part of it. But as, as for those of us who were around, it, it was constantly in the news. And yeah. to be telling a tale like this, looking for the ghost and really exploring some of the background to the, the unheard stories at the time. And again, this is something which it must be interesting to to learn the history of as you go along
2: yeah absolutely i think this is definitely before my time so i had a lot of catching up to do um in school i did um study a bit of arab israeli conflict so the the knowledge the groundwork was kind of already there but i think it was going back and of course i'm i'm a brit and uh, but i was playing an american so it's also about learning about that time from an american's point of view and how it affected them and a lot of these um cases and incidences that were happening a lot of it was the first time it was the first time they'd seen a suicide bomber so a lot of it was very scary and and very new and also something that they knew they had to get on top of asap so um, it was definitely great to take some old knowledge and to fuse it in with new perspectives
0: and in particular with the, uh, your skills going into this, are uh, you classically trained? Uh, we've got your first feature, which you're working on at the moment, uh, but there's been other TV series and this is what gets you noticed, isn't it? If, you know, and you're used to being noticed from when you were yeah, scattered as a model at an early age too.
2: Yeah, I think I've had a lot of different experiences that have led up to now. I think... You always have to trust um, the path that you get put on, and I remember thinking that acting was always something that I was interested in. I would um, do workshops with the Almeida Theatre, I would go on tour, and uh, along with the modelling as well. And it was always something acting that was just on the side, in the peripherals. And but frankly, I just didn't know how to do it as a real career. I was like, what? Well, I can show up on stage or on set and get paid for it. Like, how do I do this? <laughs> so then as time went on and it's, it became more apparent to me that no, this is something that you should pursue, at least try. I mean, I always try to make sure that I don't have any regrets at the end. And I think it was really important for me to bring all of the knowledge and thankfully modeling and acting can go quite well together. It's all about how you manipulate the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a very good journey and I'm very excited for where it's going.
0: Well, obviously, we can see you on screen. Just looked on Paramount Plus for Ghosts of Beirut. And you can uh, really tell, tell a story here uh, that uh, has got potentially more legs for uh, the the future as well, because there's uh, a quite a lot that happened around this time that we could see an extension of. So you never know, we may see the return of your character.
3: I
2: mean, that would be great. I don't know. Um, At the moment, it's a mini-series, so it's there to enjoy in a really, and I think it really works as a contained four-part story because when you do watch it, um, the storylines kind of take place across a block of two episodes and another two as well. So I think it's very contained, but I think there's definitely the potential for an anthology series or something along these lines because there are a lot of instances of conflicts that, taking place in, in real life and um, it's always interesting when you have that blend of education and entertainment as well mm-hmm. and I mean he doesn't love a good spy thriller I mean that's Absolutely
0: smart. yeah. <laughs> we, we make it for the book when it's real life as well it really gives that edge so it's uh, worth yeah. checking this one out uh, Where do we find you on the socials? Oh uh,
2: yeah on socials I'm on Instagram so Lydia underscore Mark and you can currently catch me on Ghosts of Beirut on Paramount Plus and Showtime
0: well, Lydia Mark, thank you for joining us. Keep up the good work and we look forward to your next feature in the not too distant future.
2: Thank you so much
0: for having me, Jason. Now, one of the stars, Ted Lasso, and someone you'll have seen in Downton, too, has more strings to his bow with an amazing musical talent as well. Jeremy Swift joins me now. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I hope we're finding you full of life and enjoying stuff.
4: Uh, kind of, yes. <laughs> I've just had a physical training session, so the life has drained out of me slightly <laughs> uh, through the exertion. But it's it's gradually coming back. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, you, you've been so busy of late. I dread to think how yeah, you managed to fit time for training and stuff in, but with Ted Lasso and everything else that you've had going on. Uh, what's it been like, the Ted Lasso bit? Well, the, the
4: manic hecticness of your life. Um it may be not quite as manic as you think, but um uh well I, I'm I'm very good at fitting other projects in. I have a lot of self-um motivated, uh self-oriented projects, um, as well as filming. Um, so uh uh so on the days that I'm not doing those, I am doing music or writing. Um, so, uh, but the whole Ted Lasso thing has been, you know, it's a huge worldwide phenomenon, and it's particularly big in the States, um, uh, slightly more than it is over, over here in the UK. Um, and that has been the, you know, in over four decades of working as an actor, the biggest job I've ever had. Um, so it's been gobsmacking to be honest <laughs> I, I mean i have to shake i have to shake my head constantly and to to realize that it is as big as i think it is as as it, as it is because um you know you build up a sort of um element of cynicism when you're working and you know that you think this is going to be a big thing and and then it isn't but this really is <laughs> so uh yeah and i'm a very appreciative of of being in such a fabulous show so yeah.
0: Well, hopefully this will also help more people find what else you do, because you're not new to this music, Lark, really, are you?
4: No, indeed. Um, well, I <clears> have <throat> been a musician for a long time um, and I've had bands. Um, bit difficult to keep a band going when you've got an acting career. Mm-hmm. So that's why In of late I've been um, producing my own music through tech, ostensibly. <laughs> you know because it's more expedient to do that way i would love to play with people much more but to actually uh, <clears throat> to fit it in as you say in my um, in my busy schedule <laughs> uh, it's it's easier to do things to, um on laptops and it's something i've been doing for quite a long time is getting familiar with um the software for all this sort of stuff so sort of started with a computer called the atari 1040 about 30 or plus years ago um, which I finally bought, and that um, and that sort of led me onto this path. That, at the time, was the, that's it. That computer was the sole computer that made music. And, of course, now you can make music on your phone. Anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I love doing it. I love yeah. um, multitracking and, and making music.
0: It's doing it well enough to get it featured in film and theatre, and then being able to bring together a single, which is going to do well. Uh, that uh, that there's, there's the difference here, because I mean, you must have enjoyed it whilst you've been dropping in and out of things, been able to do the likes of some TV scores and the like.
4: Absolutely, yeah. Um, And the beginning of last year, I did um the soundscape for a, um, an old school friend, James Gaddis. Um, He was doing a one-person play about Dracula, if you can imagine such a thing. It was really, really very good, actually. But he needed a lot of spooky stuff, so I really enjoyed putting all that together. Um, And that was in a very different musical world from the songs that I write um, Mm -hmm. um, on my new album, Songs of Escape and Endless Night. Um, there's, There's a different kind of... Vocabulary that you use, you know, for it's ostensibly pop music, but but um, big and textured and um, and passionate. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and is this a, a development of what you did on your debut album, Everything's a Joke, back in 2017 or or is it maybe a bit of a new direction?
4: I think it is a logical development, really, Jason. Um, um, but the the difference being that um, this time I've got a producer, I did produce <laughs> it myself. For, um on the first album and uh although i'm pretty pleased with it overall um uh i thought this time i'd have somebody to bounce off because you can get a bit lonely doing stuff all on your own <laughs> you know because you sort of think is this any good i don't know what do you think and then you end up talking to yourself like that you see so um, <laughs> uh so it's great to have somebody to bounce ideas off and i had a fantastic producer called mark warman who's worked in all sorts of fields he's conducted choirs he teaches, um, at the Royal college of music and he knows every bit of the software, you know, he's a real software nerd that we use together. And, um, so it, it, you know, I'll do a lot of instrumentation and then I'll take it to him. And he, he's a bit like a lovely sort of musical vicar. He'd sort of say, <laughs> well, I think, I think I've got a much nicer string sound than that. Um, so, um, so he ups he ups the game on the instrumentation and uh, and then he would help me with with um do all the vocals and there's a lot of vocals on the album um and my last single Wonderland uh which came out last year I think I had about twenty seven vocal tracks on there wow so uh yeah it's 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 um there's a lot going on. And I I do
0: musical theatre as well because I mean you you're able to surely but what's what's going on there because we that's one area I've I've not seen your name in.
4: No, funnily enough, uh, I never really done musical theatre. Um, I I the bizarrely I've done you know Mary Poppins Returns, which I got to sing in, um, and I've gone I'm singing in a unfortunately I can't really talk about it an up and coming Disney uh movie. Project, but no, I have. You're absolutely right. It's just not come my way. Or, you know, sometimes people get typecast in certain things, and they and then they asked again. I've never really been asked to do a musical theatre job, so uh who knows? It might happen. But the important thing is at the moment is the brand new single. Tell us about the release date. The it comes out on the 24th. It's called "Can't Stop Doing It," Um and you can um, see what it's all about on YouTube because I've done a video for it which um i'm really chuffed with um yeah it's 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 quite an earworm of a single it has to be said <laughs> uh it was one of uh, the the track on the album that really stood out has really cried out to be a single so the single is about compulsive and addictive behavior really and um so th- yeah that's that's the feel about it really um there's a lot of different sort of styles on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do like the single, it's not necessarily indicative of the album, but there are some great pop tunes on there as well in in, in, in different sorts of textures, really.
0: And how do you see uh, this thing sort of thing developing? Because uh, we we want to see this do well in the charts. We want to... Yeah, so I, I'd I'd love to see you in a musical theatre production touring if you ever get time to do it. But you are in demand, so I know that might be tricky. But yeah, what what happens next from here? Because we we yeah, I can, I can see you
4: in the in, in the 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 rock and roll hall of fame. <laughs> That's very very sweet of you. Um, I would love to do some gigs, but you know, it's getting um musicians uh together and and gigs in line. It it's um it's very difficult when I've got. At the moment, I've got um, quite a few things in the pipeline, so um, it's always been the way. Uh, but if there's ever if, if there is a take up for the single or the the album, then uh, or any future projects, then I would love to do some you know live gigs. I really would. Um, it would be great to sort of get it out there.
0: Keep it pop. Turn yourself into a warm boy band. Before you know it, you'll be I you know, on the on the YouTube hits are plenty. It'll be amazing. I, th- I can see that working.
4: <laughs> absolutely well i hope somebody gets into it
0: <laughs> I, can, I can see they will we'll take a listen to it in a moment's time before you do give us where you are on all the socials because as i say the projects you can't talk about we'll find out about in the near future i'm sure but everything else where do we find the world of jeremy swift
4: Uh well i am on instagram and now threads i left twitter because i thought it got a little bit too toxic threads i'm finding a little bit easier than twitter if i'm mm-hmm. honest um, so yeah, you can catch up with all my stuff there. And there's the uh, cover of the single and there's links to um tracks on my from my album. Well, check that all out. Can't
0: Stop Doing It is the single. Jeremy Swift is the star of the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you
4: very much, Jason. Good to talk to you.
1: It me where is the wall to stop me
0: On the 29th September, the Harrowy Arms is playing host to a night which is very adult. Adult entertainment only, but some good fun, if that's your thing. To tell us more, I have Zach, who's part of the stripping team there, so they, we've probably worked out what's going on there, and also we have uh, Anthony Hall, who is here because you are helping with the promotion. Hello to you both. Hello. Hello. Right, so first of all, Anthony,
5: give us a bit of the background on the event itself. So it's all kicking off on Friday the 29th of September. Uh, doors will open at 7 o'clock and the show starts at 8 o'clock prompt. It is a ticket only event and tickets are priced at £10 uh, per ticket. Ideal for groups, ideal for hen nights, ideal for everybody.
0: Now the Harrowby are working alongside the Marsh Lane Plant sale because you're both supporting the same charity. Yep. There's going to be a raffle on the night and that's an Anne summer's hamper.
5: So uh, tell us a bit about how that's going to work and where the money's going to. Okay, so obviously the money we're raising from the Ampa is going to West Park Stroke Cycling Group, which you know Jason is in connection with my father, who had a stroke in 2019. Mm -hmm. We came up with the idea because, you know, it's about supporting local, it's it's our local pub. It's about sticking together, working together. Um, But, you know, it's it's not just about stripping. It it is live entertainment, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's rare to come by these days. Um, And not only did we have the strippers on, uh, we also have an amazing drag queen. Uh, We have fire eating um, from a special guest. and lots of other stuff really.
0: Okay, Zach, this is where you come in because the show itself,
5: it's definitely adults only, isn't it? Yeah, definitely adults only.
0: And this is, it's part of your job. You're out there and you're entertaining
6: mostly women and a few fellas pretty much Oh, the whole weekend? Yeah, the whole weekend. Friday, Saturdays, occasionally Sundays. It can be any day, really. Yeah. Whenever there's Where, a whenever show. Whenever you get booked. Whenever you get booked. Cause, I mean, cause I remember like, back in the 80s, I mean, kissograms of was the thing, yeah. and that sort of stuff went on. Yeah, uh, the course, strip of grams now. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and that, that, they used to
0: do that sort of stuff as well?
6: Yeah, same kind of thing. House parties, uh, birthdays, hen parties, small venues, big venues, just depend on the, the number of the people that are there. And it is about
0: having a bit of a laugh and that and so everyone's got to come with an open mind yeah
6: I mean, people have like a stigma that like it's quite seedy but there's nothing seedy about it it's mm-hmm. quite you know everyone's fairly well behaved oh well the strippers are yeah
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> the, no, strippers the, are. the
6: audience that's another matter the, the audience I mean I'm not going to say that come and find out come and find out
0: <laughs> but, it, but it is certainly something for those who are not easily shocked and those who are willing to have a bit of a giggle that night yeah. and uh, Anthony I mean this is open for everyone to come along to as long as you're over 18
5: yeah no 100% we're trying to promote like the idea of, yeah it is billed as a ladies night but you know a ladies night doesn't mean that nobody can come it's literally anybody can come you know we're we're wanting men to come and join in we want the LGBT uh, community to come and join in um, you know it's come and, have, come and have fun come and enjoy yourself and
0: when it comes to your outfits on stage, I think we can discuss what you have on, we won't discuss what you have off, but uh, do you theme it? Are we, uh, welcome, what can the, uh, the ladies um, and gents expect?
6: Well, I've, I've been to Narebi twice before now, so I'm kind of wondering if have outfits to wear. So you got new <laughs> no, That doesn't mean you turn up
0: naked at the start of the night. Oh, right?
6: well, that's an idea. No, <laughs> um, yeah, different ideas, different outfits for different occasions. Got like a little wardrobe at home, which is there.
0: Uh, and how, how do you source these things? Is there a special place, Are there websites for that? There are probably a website. No, for that. no. Um,
6: <laughs> mainly, like you can go to army and naval, and, and, <laughs> uh, and work your way through. Yeah, probably. just work your way through. So army, and naval shops. I mean, a lot of outfits. People, a lot of strippers do make their own outfits from like different bits. I mean, I know a stripper who makes his own cowboy outfit from just a denim jacket and jeans and flags. You're not there with a the sewing machine, though. N- no, I- I'm looking for some of the sewing machines. So if anyone has a sewing machine, wants okay. to start me out? Please hit me up.
5: And of course, alongside all of that, you have got a brilliant DJ on the night as well. Uh, we have indeed playing the tunes all night. Uh, we're hoping everyone will yeah jump up there and have a lot of fun. Um, but talking about strippers, I think we might need a fireman on hand as well. Obviously with the fire eating going on. Okay,
0: um, we'll see what happens. Okay, we'll see how that works like out. Let, I can see what I can do. See okay. what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's there's all sorts of jokes we are not going to do there. Yeah, However, we can't the jokes. Uh, so how do people get all the tickets?
5: Uh, there's lots of different ways, actually. You know, we, um, you can get the tickets directly from the Arabi Arms, uh, which is in Four is Wolverhampton. Uh, they are on Facebook. You can get their details. Uh, Marshall Lane Plan Sale, um, which is in Marshall Lane opposite the Academy. And you can also get them online at ticketsource.com.
0: And uh, raffle, which is where the, the funds are going to charity from, that will all be selling tickets on the night.
5: Uh, yeah, those will be sold as one pound a strip on the night. Um, there's also shots as well. There's raffle tickets to purchase for lap dancing as well. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things going on that night. It's making it sound seedy again. He, yeah, he would do though, wouldn't he? Yeah, he, but it's, he it's
6: he just it it's do just do it. bit of fun, as far Yeah, and it's, it's basically just fun. I mean, people who turn up. I mean, if you if they don't want to, you know, get involved in the night, they don't have to. They can sit and watch. I mean, a lot of girls sometimes. Don't want to get hands on, that's then to them. The strippers will be like, okay, and walk away from them. Or, but a lot of the time. Because basically, you just go around and tease the audience only yeah. if they want to be teased. Yeah, if, they don't, if, they, if they're not interested, and you can generally see they're not interested and they're not here for that kind of thing, then we just kind of like bid you farewell and leave them to it. And then we just go and carry on teasing the rest of the girls. So you can sit down there ambles. with
0: the g and T and the new one around and. There we go. And, and play. While
6: I, yeah, that's it,
0: well, play, yeah. On Definitely. some occasions,
5: <laughs> um, you know, you have get the odd guy. Oh, actually wants to get involved more
0: than the women him. Yeah, him, Yeah, it's him. <laughs> But there we go Right, so that's all going on Harrowbury Arms coming up in September Get your tickets in advance you will need to book and uh, make sure you can get down here for a brilliant night Well, nice to meet you both so And nice you. You. You Jason. And uh, we will uh, no doubt be catching up close to the time with uh, updates on, uh, on what's going on with the, yeah, the charity are funding Are you going
5: to come and join us on the 29th?
0: I'm, I'm washing my hair that night but you have, guys have a great time
5: We've got, got, got the Jason Then yeah.
0: that's not going to work It, it would <laughs> <laughs> Now, with Self-Care Awareness Day on the 24th of July, there's new research has revealed that showing women are not getting the full time that they could do with to be able to be ready for the day. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Lisa Snowden. Good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon, Jason.
0: Now, as a broadcaster and self-care influencer, uh, you, you know a thing or two about what we need to do and it's all about personal time
3: I think we all need to do this but the research that came out was really shocking to me because you know 17 minutes a day isn't that long and I think some women will be listening and being like oh my gosh that's I don't have that time but it's not about that 17 minutes condensed it's about these little moments throughout the day and trying to get that self-care gap just to close that gap, because the desired amount of self-care per day is 52 minutes. Women are getting 17. That is not enough. And it's just trying to carve out more time in the day in order to help help us to feel and look the best we possibly can. You know, research has shown that, you know, we are more anxious. We are more stressed when we let, let the self-care slip lower down on that list. And, you know, as soon as we get busy, as soon as we start multitasking, that's when it happens more and more and more. So that's when we need to prioritise our Wellness and really look at what we're doing day to day.
0: Yeah, and your self care Sunday, uh, which you do online with well, more than yeah, half a million Instagram followers, uh, is a step in that right direction as well, helping people to to have some self care time. So, what is included in self care?
3: Self care is different to everybody so you need to look at what makes you happy like what are important aspects of self-care for you so for me it would be movement i like to go out i like to go to the gym i like to go to classes some people might like to go for a run i find food massively important in my kind of whole self-care regime um sleep I love being. I love having like kind of spa like experience in my bathroom, using gorgeous products that are gonna help to lift my mood, energize me, leave me smelling gorgeous, and leave my skin nice and soft. Like all of those little kind of moments are so important. Slipping into a bath with a beautiful candle, you know, all these different things. All you know, make up self care. It could be reading a book. It could be watching a box set. You know, it's like whatever you can to carve out more time in your day where you're doing things that make you happy they help to de-stress you um that's what self-care is all about
0: yeah because i mean scent is a massive part of that and that's where the Century spa range comes in isn't it because yeah you can enjoy that and uh, yeah just just that i think whether it be you know your own perfume or somebody else's it's those, those smells that suddenly can trigger something and uh, you know when oh. you are chilling out in the bath it really does make a difference
3: no, you're absolutely right, so in the morning if you just want to like refresh and reinvigorate yourself, you know, they've got a beautiful new range, it's the golden sandalwood range so that's like uplifting, it's got this beautiful kind of sandalwood and freesia and black pepper and the gorgeous smells, like you say, they they trigger something, they're nostalgic, they take you to a place, they lift your spirits, they can totally change your mood or sinking into a lovely bath at the end of the day with a beautiful range like that, like the golden sandalwood with candles, it doesn't have to cost the earth either, you know, these are small little. Changes that you can make. Um, And that's why self care and being an advocate for self care is so important to me because we can all dip in, we can all do more to help us day to day, and it doesn't have to cost the earth.
0: And what have you done yourself for Self Care Awareness Day this year?
3: So I have. had a lovely morning I got up a little bit earlier so I could have my tea I could make myself a smoothie shower for me is non-negotiable get into a lovely shower body scrub wash my hair do all of the above Um, and then yeah just kind of I take time to kind of slow everything down so I try and stay off my phone say traveling into work today did some kind of mindfulness did a bit of breath work all these little things you could just make that little four minutes here three minutes here just to help to kind of decompress get you ready for the day get you kind of like in a good space if something does change something does happen you're not already overly anxious and already kind of slightly ah, you know you're just a little bit more in a kind of calm space to be able to do with, to deal with it and do and with what deal with whatever comes your way so and, and if you're having little, a
0: bit they, of a bad day do you sometimes yeah. maybe sneak a bottle of uh, shower gel from sanctuary spa into your bag so you can have a sniff of the, the scent after yeah. the day to give you a bit of a lift
3: Keep it with me in my handbag all the time. No, but things like sprays, like pillow sprays really change your mood. Or like, you know, I've got like different like aura sprays and stuff that I like to have with me. Or even just putting your favourite perfume in your bag just to change that energy, just to kind of smell your wrist, take you to a nice place. Um, you know, and I like to have my book on me. So if there's a little five, 10 minutes, I can go and find a coffee shop, go and sit, you know, and just watch the world go by or read my book. Um, I like to make lists so I can kind of organize what kind of food I want to make throughout the week. And so I'm not kind of running on empty and being like, there's nothing in the fridge and you're panicking at the end of the day. Being a bit more organized, giving yourself a bit of time in the morning to make your tea, get ready for the day. Um, and yeah, and then smells are massively important. It can totally trans transform your day and just take you to a really beautiful calming place
0: so yeah it is really you know about in some ways planning but giving yourself the time to plan your day so it's it works around you and not you working around the day
3: yeah, exactly. You've got a bit more control of, of, of how you see your day going, how you see your week going. And I f- I've found lists incredibly important, especially as I've gotten older, you know, and I don't beat myself up if I don't get everything done on the list. I just move it over to the next day. But there's something so rewarding about ticking off that like, yep, done that, done that. Even if it's just something really simple, um, you just feel like you're achieving and it's like a big tick. Um, and I think that it inspires you to do more as well. It inspires you to like, oh, you know what, actually, the kids kids are entertained. I'm just going to go and like, you know, watch a little bit of a series that I'm watching. Or I might just say, kids, I'm going to have a shower. Like just having that time for you, having those boundaries, those priorities and um yeah, just making those that time for you. It's so important. I don't want, I don't want the women of the UK just having 17 minutes of slapdash really quick get it while we can time it needs to be longer it needs to be more thought out it needs to be more meaningful and mindful um because we know it has such a big impact on our mental and physical well-being so please 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 just take a little time here and there don't see it as being selfish self-care isn't selfish putting yourself at the top of that list is so important then you can be the best version of yourself and you can be there for your kids for your husband for whoever's in your life who are might be quite demanding, <laughs> It just gives you that edge of like, just being able to be like, you know what, I've got this, I've got this because I've done X, Y, and Z, and I can give to you now because I'm ready. And that's kind of where we need to be.
0: Well, first of all, where do we find you on Insta before we come onto the sanctuary uh, report?
3: So I'm at Lisa underscore Snowden. And you'll find loads of self-care, you'll find recipe, you'll find all sorts of different things that I love to do that all, for me, equal self-care. And then you can go to sanctuaryspa.com, and they're just, they really want the UK just to really get involved, get loads of tips and tricks on that website so they can find ways to how to kind of change their day and implement more self-care into their world. And you see all the new range as well um, online and it's delicious that's the
0: way we like it all smelling good we've the the world (laughs) is a better place Lisa Snowden broadcaster and self-care influencer thank you for joining us
3: thank you Jason take care
0: new research from QuickBit is telling us that today's children are nearly twice as likely to spend a car journey doing solo activities than those of us born in the 70s to tell us more I'm joined now by Professor Sam Was. hello sir how are you doing today hi Jason great thanks Always was good to catch up with you now as a child psychologist and the, the TV presenting uh, probably uh, gives you a world of media. We know that kids are, are more likely to be sat watching a screen these days than uh, joining in with maybe I Spy.
7: Yeah. So this is a um, research from QuickFit, as you were saying, kind of looking at um, how what we do during long car journeys has changed. Um, and the thing that I really, really want to emphasize from this, Jason is this research suggests that, you know, people used to spend more time doing family car games um, now they're more likely to spend more time on their phones. But the really important thing is this is something that people regret when you ask people to look back on what their fond memories are, you know, of going on holiday together as a family, that type of thing. Nobody looks back fondly on the car journeys when everybody just spent the whole time staring at their phones. But people do have golden memories from those games that everyone used to play together, singing along to the car radio together. So this is something that we wanted to raise awareness of, particularly, Jason, because. From my perspective as a developmental psychologist, I think there's a really a lot amount of benefit to doing games together, to playing to games together as a family. So we really wanted to raise awareness about that.
0: And I, th- I think it's good for the driver too joining in because it keeps mm. you alert
7: if you're actually talking to the kids. Definitely. Yeah, it keeps you alert and gives you something to think about. Um, But also just stops those rows from brewing because, you know, what a lot of people say they always hate about car journeys is where they've got two kids who are frantically trying to gouge each other's eyes out in the back seat and you're trying to keep order in the front seat as well as driving. And that can be really, really tricky. So so definitely good for your concentration that you've got something to think about as well. But also it stops those rows brewing that can be quite tricky to deal with otherwise. And it does stop them asking, are we there yet? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Which is which is a really tricky thing to do. So, yeah, so there's, there's loads of different games. So this research from QuickFit looked at the, the most popular games. And so people in the West Midlands um typically played um I Spy. That was the most popular one, 63 percent. Um, Alphabet Game, 20 percent. Car Colour Bingo, 22 percent. So those were the big ones. All of those uh, were ones we played in my family. I mean, honestly, actually, Jason, in my family, I Spy was the one that sometimes led to arguments. But I don't know about you. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, it, it it's in a moving car i find i spy a bit difficult unless you're spying something in the car it, but, you've gone way past what it was you were looking at
7: yeah no no, definitely that's tricky but also when you cheat i remember my father there was one for about 20 minutes in a car i spy a queue something beginning with a queue and we He wouldn't tell us and we spent about 20 minutes trying to guess and then at the end of it he said well actually that air conditioning unit is a square so that is a quadrant like that, and we were furious with him. We were really, really cross with him for the rest of the journey. That makes sense. I
0: can see that why that wouldn't go down particularly well. But <laughs> uh, cheating, I reckon. Yeah. It, but it is for that.
7: It is education as well, in 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 many ways. Uh, definitely. So it's good for education but also the the thing that people might not be aware of is so there's a really a lot of research now suggesting that you know just doing things together as a family so whether it's you know all trying to think together of things that begin with Q and um, or <laughs> singing songs together on the radio or any type of joint activity where you're thinking about the same things at the same time going through the same emotions at the same time that really helps us to kind of build up kind of our feelings of togetherness as a family so feelings of being together as a unit and you know that's really quite evidence-based now so looking at things like you know why we go to sports events together uh, why we do you know go to pop concerts together that feeling things at the same time helps us to feel connected to people so that's something that can really alter your family dynamics as well afterwards you know if you're going on holiday you what you want you know your kids to open up to you about how they're really feeling they you want them to help with the washing up after dinner that type of thing so those are reasons that people might not be aware of why there really is quite a good scientific case now why you know going on uh, go, kind of playing these types of games together in the car really has a lot of benefits
0: and it was well as as that I I mean, it makes the journey part of the holiday too, instead of just being that boring bit at the beginning and end.
7: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's quite kind of understandable in a way why people do it. You know, I think about this uh, when we're on the Tube in London, that, you know, when we're really close together with people, you know, particularly in cars, because, you know, you share moods in cars and, you know, we have this thing of stress contagion where one person winding each other up, those types of things. And in London, we have the same thing. When we're very close to each other um, on the Tube, uh, you know, when someone's inside your bubble and the way that you cope is by pretending they're not there. Um, and a lot of the time, I think this kind of car journey is driving people onto their phones. And, you know, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm really, really close to someone. So I'm going to blank them out and I'm going to go into my own world. But as I say, there's, there's quite a strong evidence case that A, this isn't what makes us feel good long term. What makes us feel good long term is interacting with people and having fun with them. Um, and B, that it doesn't help the family dynamics as much.
0: So a a happy family is a family that plays the ultimate car games, uh, uh, which uh, QuickFit have got on their website, I take it.
7: Yeah, definitely. So there's a list of um, kind of the science of car games, but also a long list of kind of ideas, uh, things like kind of um, sheets for different games that you can play all on the QuickFit website.
0: So maybe print some stuff out, take it with you. And it's, it's fun to fill in as you go along.
7: Definitely. Yeah. This was something actually that I was reading about that was one of the popular ones, Car Bingo. My, my parents never did that. I always think that'd be really fun where you get these printout sheets um, and you can tick things off as you go. We did used to play that actually, but we used to play it with different cars. So you've got different points if you spotted a different type of car. So no, I'm showing my age now, now. but it was all kind of Volkswagens you got, and then a Trabant you got. And then our bonus, which is if you're the first one to spot it, you won automatically, was a Reliant Robin. So I'm showing <laughs> my age now, now Jason. But uh, so
0: that'd, be, that'd be major bonus points these days. I think they've all rusted into oblivion, apart from the one yeah, that's yeah, in
7: the no, many no, like. no, so really left. I haven't seen one for a long time. I used to love that excitement when you spotted one. It's
0: all a good bit of fun. Give us that web address again for the ultimate guide.
7: Yeah, so that's the QuickFit website. So just Google QuickFit and it'll come straight up.
0: Well, Professor Sam Watts, always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. And many a happy car journey for you playing Car Bingo.
7: Great. Thanks, Jason.
0: That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 736 next week. I'll see you then. For now.
1: Goodbye from the millbar. bar. Goodbye from the millbar. bar. Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the mill boy yeah goodbye
2: from the mill boy yeah